angel of this church, Pastor Harris, and all my brothers and sisters in Christ, we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Let me borrow your attention just for a moment. The hellbound train. A Texas cowboy lay on a barroom floor, having drunk so much he could not drink no more. So he fell to sleep with a troubled brain and dreamed that he rode and hellbound train. The engine was in most blood and ramps, was wasted brilliance and brimstone ramp. The fuel was ampled and shovel bones, while the furnace raged and thousands groaned. The ballers were filled with liters of beer. The devil himself, chief engineer, the passengers were a most motley crew, church members, atheists, Gentiles, and Jews, rich young men in barley cloth, beggars in barley cloth, handsome in rags, handsome young ladies, withered old hags, yellow and black men, red, brown, and white, all chained together, my God, what a sight. While the train rushed at an awful pace, slur firm, scorned their hands and their face. Wilder and wider, the country grew. Faster and faster, the engine flew. Louder and louder, the thunder clashed. Brighter and brighter, the lightning flashed. Hotter and hotter, the air became. The clothes would burn from their shivering frames. And out of the distance that rolled a yell, ha-ha, said the devil, we are nearing hell. Then, oh, the passengers all shirked with pain and begged the devil to stop the train. But he clasped about and danced with G and laughed and joked at the misery. My faithful friends, you have done the work. The devil never have paid a shirk. You have bullied the weak. Robbed the poor, starving brothers, you turn from your door. You have laid up gold and casket rust, and you have given free lust to breastly lust. Your justice and scorn and corruption sown and trampled the law of nature down. You have drunk, rot, cheated, and plundered, and lied, and mocked at God with your hell-bound pride. You have paid full fare, so I carry you through. For it is only right you should have your due. While the laborers always expect their hire, so I land you safe in the lake of fire. Where your flesh will waste at the flames that roar and my amps torment forevermore. The cowboy awoke with an astonished cry Clothes wet with sweat, 
hair standing high. Then he prayed as he never prayed until that hour to be saved from the demons, to be saved from his sins and the demons' power. His prayer and his vows were not in vain, for he never rode the hellbound train. His prayers and his vows were not in vain, for he never rode. He never rode the hellbound train. Hey, Lord. God is good. And his mercy endures forever. Once again, recognizing the angel of this church, I was told, Brother Harris, and I, I appreciate you. I love you. I love your church, and I love you. I love all that we have meant to each other over the years. But I was told uh, earlier by one of my deacons, he said, there you are. He said, Pastor Harris is out in the lot welcoming people. I said, yeah. I said, Pastor Harris didn't preach this morning either. <laughs> Pastor Harris got parking lot energy. <laughs> Pastor Harris, you are all right. Even though you set the bar high, <laughs> you are all right. Once again, we are called at the second watch of today and I want to say to those of you that was here this morning I'm not going to preach the same sermon this time so you getting a, a new sermon and those of you that's here it's a fresh sermon for you amen I'm not going to keep you long but I want to uh, call your attention this morning's sermon was the beauty of unity, the beauty of unity. And if you will turn with me to 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel. And don't close, if you will. Don't close your Bible. We got several verses that we're going to read. Not all of them, but it's going to be kind of mangled up. I'm going to jump and pull and skip, and I'll come back. But 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, starting at the 32nd verse, and then we'll go to the 36th, 37th, the 28th verse. Amen. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, the 32nd verse, you find these words. And David said, un, and David said to Saul, let no man heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. The 36th. 
Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine should be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the army of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord has delivered me out of the paws of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Go to 28, verse 28. And Eliab, the eldest brother, heard these words. He spoke unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why cometh thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I done? And David said, What have I done? What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And look, and he turned from him towards another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him, saying, after the former manner. Back to 36. And the servants slew both a lion and a bear. Amen. Amen. If you will, I want to use in, in your hearing the subject, kill the monster before the monster kill you. Kill the monster before the monster kill you. I wish we could have read the whole chapter. Uh, but we'll try to make it as plain as possible. Kill the monster before the monster kills you. Beloved saints, we're not going to argue the fact that David, Jesse's, the Benjamin, the Bethlehemite, youngest son of eight boys, killed Goliath. Champion rather than of Gat. We, we're not going to argue the point this morning that David killed Goliath. We, 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 we'll, we'll, we're in agreements there. Yeah. We're not going to split hairs on little David killed Goliath. Before we get to the giant killing, before we can slew Goliath, brothers and sisters, there's some monsters that we got to kill. You hear me? Don't leave here 
thinking you are prepared to kill the giant when monsters are still lurking. Before, before, before we can kill giants, let us, let us, let us deal with some of these monsters that we got running around. We, if, if we don't kill these monsters, Brother Harris, the monsters will kill us. I know prejudice and racism are giants in our society. And it's mandated that we deal with the giants. Hear me. I know that it's a touchy subject. And I realize it's a sore spot. But it's mandated that we as a people of the living God, hey, must kill some giants. If, it's, if, if prejudice and racism is a sore spot for you, I'm going to say, hold on. It's going to be a rough ride. <laughs> but if it's not, you ought to say, giddy up, let's go. <laughs> Before David could kill the giant in Soko, he first had to kill the monsters that were at home in Bethlehem. Yeah, I know I'm right. Hang with me just a little bit. Pride, greed, self-worship, hatred, self-will, jealousy, deceit, and envy was at home in Bethlehem. Were the monsters at home in Bethlehem? These monsters were nothing to toy with. These monsters were killers, bonafide, certified, scarred, coating. Authenticated killers, unity, fellowship, friendship, peace, joy, love. These monsters kill those attributes. There's a great battle going on and everything hinge. On the scale of justice. Hear me, church. The great battle going on, and, and everything swung on the hands of justice. The question was would sin serve righteousness or righteousness serve sin? That's what it hung on. That's what it hung on. Goliath. Verse 9 said to, to, to Saul and his men, he said, if he be able to fight with me and kill me, then we'll be your servant. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servant and serve us. Freedom hinged on one man. Who would kill who in the battle? And brothers and sisters, 
I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now, unity hinge on one man. One man. It all hinges on one man's freedom or slavery. Light or dark. Right or wrong. Righteousness or worldliness. God's way, my way. It hinges on one man. Verse 10, the Philistine said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. This giant, brothers and sisters, uh, 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 he, he, he wanted to, to, to strut his stuff. He wanted, to, he wanted to come out and do what giants do. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, he wasn't ashamed. He wasn't shy. But he wanted to come out and rope the dope fly and like a butterfly and sting like a bee. He, he, he knew! He knew he had it. And, and he strutted his stuff. Oh, y'all to hear me. He, he, he strutted his stuff. Sin is, is bold. And sin gets bolder and bolder. He, he, when, when, when Saul and all of Israel, listen, when Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. He, he just walked out and said, give me a man. And Saul and, and all the men of Israel stood there, crouched down, shaking like a rabbit, being chased by a hound dog. Wouldn't come out. They, they say, stay there. Because of one man. I want you to understand. One man, and, and he got a whole nation locked down. Oh, you ought to hear me. He, one nation. David, three eldest brothers, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shamar, and all the men of Israel with Saul, the king, was at the battle. Oh, yeah. Whew, that's hot up here, y'all. I don't know about y'all. But if I can stand up here and preach, you ought to be able to sit down and fan. Saul, David, three oldest brothers, Saul and all the men of Israel was, was, was in battle. Forty days, morning and evening, this giant will come out 40 days, 40 nights. He'll come out, give his spew, and the men of Israel would shake and tremble. Sister Harris, they, they wouldn't come out and fight this giant. They were, they were scared. He, he, he let the, they let the giant talk him down. He, he hadn't done nothing. He was, they were just scared of his size. They were just scared of his size. Look out. I, I, don't, I don't know if you'll see it, but please get in my eyes. A whole nation, a whole nation, mighty men of Israel, King Saul, one man being locked down 
scared over one man. I wonder what got you locked down. Who, who, who got you locked down that you won't step out and fight the giant? Well, I'm going to solve that before I leave here today. Forty days, Saul and the mighty men of Israel was paralyzed with fear in the valley. If sin is not dealt with, it only, only beget, becomes bolder. He, 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 40 days, he, he, he come out. Y'all know, know how sin is. If any of us in here this morning have dealt with sin, yeah, we, we know how sin is. Come on now, don't, don't say they act too cute on me. Because uh -huh. I'll throw a ball up your alley too. Yeah, the alcoholic never started out to be an alcoholic. Started out by a happy hour. Mm -hmm. The whoremonger never started out to be a whoremonger. He started out just being friends. Uh-huh, you ain't saying them, but that's all right. Uh, Brother Harris, uh, I ain't preach next year. You, I need to give me a chance to get this, and you invite me back. Sin gets bold and you don't deal with it. Come on now. Uh, when I was in college, I, I had a piggy bank, a five-gallon water jug, and that baby was full. I had all kind of coins in there, and I never had broke the piggy bank. Never broke it. Times got hard, and I broke the piggy bank. One time, I ain't got the piggy bank now. It gets easier and easier at the first time. Come on now. Come on now. 40, 40 days, one man paralyzed, crippled, weakened, sapped the energy of a people, a nation, of their faith and their strength. Jesse, the Benjamite, David's father, Told David, I'm almost through. Told David, he said, carry these vittles down to the battle and, and see how your brother's doing. See, see how your brother's faring, Sister Walker. Yeah, he, Jesse, David's daddy said, here, 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 Dave. Uh, uh, carry these vittles, carry this bread, this parched corn, these cheeses. Carry them down to the battle and I want you to see how your brothers are doing. Oh, yeah, don't, don't go to sleep now. This is when it's going to get good. He, he said, don't, don't. He said, go. Go, go see how your, your brothers are doing. David arrives to where the battle is going on. The, and, and Goliath, the champion, came forth as he had did in the past. And all the men of Israel, when they saw him, fled and, and were afraid of him. David and the men, and they told David, have you seen this giant? When you, when you get home, go back and read that. He, they said, have you seen him? Have, have, you, have you seen this giant? David said, yeah. He, he said, uh, uh, David, I've seen him, but 
the man told David, what great rewards you would get from the king if a man would kill this giant. Yeah, we, we got some great rewards that God's going to give us, but we got to kill some, we got to kill a giant, but first we got to get rid of the monsters. Yeah, we, we, we want to kill giants, but we ain't been monster proof yet. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, he said, he told him, he said, what, what they receive if they kill the giant? Look, Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard David talking to the men of, Is, of Israel. Look, listen, listen, brothers, don't listen to this. It says, Eliab, angered, was kindled against David. Y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. David's oldest brother, David's talking to the men of Israel. David asks the men, and men tell David what they're going to get or what they will receive if they kill the giant. Eliab hears David talking to the men of, of Israel, David's brother now, and David, Eliab's anger is kindled against David. Come on now. Eliab gets angry at David. Get angry at David. 28. And Eliab, his oldest brother, uh, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab angered, was kindled against David. Oh, hmm. y'all want me to... You want me to iron that out for you? Let me iron it out. Let me iron it out. Eliab says, why have thou come hither? With whom did you leave those few sheep? I know your pride. This is a brother talking to another brother. He said, I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart. Why, why are you... Why you come down? David says, what have I done? Why, why are you angry with me? What, what have I done? Why are you angry with me? He, David said, is that not a cause? Is that not a battle going on? Why, why are you angry with me? But this is, this is where God shows up. This is where we see, church, that David had been to Sunday school. This is where we see David had been to prayer meeting and Bible study. This is where we see that David, yeah, he had, had read his Bible when he was home by himself or when he's out up under the star. This, this is where uh, God will show up. Eliab is reeling on David. David says in the meekness, what have I done? What, what, what have I done? What, what have I done? Is that not a cause? But the, the pivoting point, brothers, is, is in verse 30. If you ain't close your book, 
The pivotal point is in verse 30. It says, and he turned. He turned. Eliab, reeling on David. David has the right to reel back. But David don't allow him to get caught up in some mess. David turned to him, turned his back to him, and began to talk to the men of Israel. Can I play with that a little bit? Can I play with that? I didn't come to fight you. We are brothers. I'm not going to let the world turn me against you. We are brothers. We got the same blood in our veins. We got the same daddy. We are fighting for the same cause. And I'm not going to let sin make you my enemy because you are my brother. I ain't going to do it. They want to build a wall, build a cotton-picking wall. But I tell you this, I'm your brother, born of the same God, saved by the same grace, washed by the same blood, covered with the same mercy, protected by the same God. I'm your brother. If you want to, if you want to make me your enemy, that's your thing. But I'll tell you one thing, Eli, you my brother. And I didn't come to fight you. I come to help you in the cause. I come to help you in the cause this morning. I come to help you in the cause this morning. Yeah, yeah. We allow, we allow the world to turn us against each other. We allow the world to make us enemies at each other. But we ought to go to Sunday school. We ought to go to prayer meeting and Bible study. We ought to go, yeah, have some private time with Jesus. So when the world throw its stuff at us, when, you know what we can do? Just turn our back on it. Turn our back on it. I don't care what Tim Harris does. He'll never make me hate him. I don't care what you say. You'll never make me dislike you because I got something that binds us closer than church across the street and church over here. I got Jesus! And that's enough. He can wash away all my, wash away all my sins. He hides all my, all my shortcomings. Well, well, whew. David took care of that. David turned his back, a turned on his brother. He didn't allow the world to make brothers, to make brothers, or to turn brothers into enemies. Pride, greed, greed, self-worship, hatred, self-will, jealousy, deceit, and envy. These are the monsters that's in us all and in our home. But if we're going to kill the giant 
of racism and prejudice. We first got to kill the monster, or the monster will kill us. He turned away, not in harsh words, but he allowed it to roll off his back. I remember, I remember, I remember another man as he hung on the cross. Mm-hmm. And it said, if you be the son of God, come down. He didn't allow his anger to kindle his actions. But he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Is that all right? Is that all right? Uh, David had to face the monsters before he, he, David had to face the monsters within himself before he can kill the giant. All right now, yeah, I'm feeling good. David spoke in the hearings of the men and said that he would go and kill the giant. This reproach of the nation, the men rehearsed what David said, yeah, in the presence of Saul. Listen now. And Saul summons David mm-hmm, and talk to David. David said, I'll go and fight with this Philistine, this giant, the reproach of Israel. Saul said in verse 33, Thou, David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. Listen, and he's a man of war from his youth. Here it is. David said, my father has sheep that came a lion and a bear and took the lamb from the flock and I went after it and I flew both the lion and the bear and out of all the mighty men of Israel listen David was the only man in all of Israel that can say he had killed a lion and a bear is that all right? Is that all right? David said, the Lord had delivered me out of the paws of the lion and the paws of the bear. David said, the Lord had delivered me from the monster of pride, greed, self-worship, hatred, uh, self-will, jealousy, deceit, and envy, and loneliness. And oneness. These monsters not only breed discord, disunity, fear, tension, confusion, and blindness in the life of the people of God. These monsters will cause us to separate ourselves and be one in our own self. All the time we are dying to the will of God. David said, I've killed the lion and I've killed the bear. In other words, I've killed the lion in me. I've killed the bear in me. And now I can get a giant. Is that all right? 
Is that all right? I come to tell somebody, if you want to fight prejudice, you want to fight racism, you want to fight injustice, you can't do it and first until you get the monster in your own self. We got to kill the monster that's in us. We got to slew the monster that's in us. And when we kill the monster that in us, then we can go out and kill giants. Is that all right? Is that all right? I don't know about you, but I want to be a giant killer. I want to kill me some giants where black men and white men white children and black children, red, brown, and white can all join together and say free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. I want to kill some giants, but first, first, I got to ask God to fix me. I got to ask God to kill the monster in me. I got to ask God to deliver me. I got to ask God, hey, to help me. Well, one more thing, and I'm going to let you go. One more thing. Hey, y'all remember the story. Woo! Saul, y'all remember Saul took off his armor and gave it to David. David, dress up in my armor and go get the giant. David put the armor of Saul on, and David couldn't, couldn't move. <laughs> Saul's armor wasn't his size. Saul's armor didn't fit him. He said, I can't go. He said, what you want to do, you want to get me killed. You want me to fight this giant like you. And this giant got you scared. But I tell you what I can do. I'm going to drop off this home. And I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight him on the word of God. The Bible said to David, reached down and got him. Five smooth stones. Put him in his little shepherd's bag. Got his sling. And said he sat down. And he looked at the giant. He said he didn't back up. But he started running. With his sling in his hands. And while he was running, he said, one for the father. One for the son. And one for the Holy Ghost. Before you kill the giant, you need to disrobe. <laughs> Take off that stuff that won't help you, that only hinder you. But if you're going to fight, David says, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I'm coming to you in the name of God of Israel. The God that you reproached, the God that you talked about, the God that you said ain't real. God will know. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to know if you want to kill some giants. Yeah. You first got to kill the monster 
that was in you. Every one of us got some monsters in us that we need to kill. And I want to say, how you going to kill your monsters? Well, how, how can I kill the monster, Brother Jimmy? Prayer meeting and Bible study. <laughs> Sunday school. Bible reading. That's how you kill the monster. You know what Saul told David? He said, go fight him. Because <laughs> with what you got, you can win. A whole nation, a whole nation is held at hostage. Why? Because we're too busy frightened of the monsters when the giant is wreaking havoc in our world. God bless you. God bless you.